Welcome to Chucky Radio. Theme music by Joseph McDay, josephmcday.com. So the question for this episode was, what was the most amazing party you've ever been to? Well, for me, that is a Chucky classic story. It is the story of the Cannes Film Festival Yacht Party. This is a classic Chucky story. This is one I tell to friends all the time. I've had people gather around when I tell the story at film festivals. Just to give you a little bit of background, I got involved in the film industry around 2000. I had been a business finance major out of college, worked as a stockbroker. Then I decided to get into medical testing with a buddy and sold that business. And then a friend of mine got me into the film business. And I helped finance his screenplay. We made a movie and we figured out that we didn't know how to sell the movie. So I ended up attending South by Southwest Film Festival where I went to go to distribution panel discussions and essentially learn how to sell our film. And we ended up selling it to HBO and Artisan Entertainment. The next year, they asked me to come back and speak at the film festival. So it's pretty amazing to go from one year literally just starting in the film industry to next year actually speaking on a panel at South by Southwest Film Festival, one of the best film festivals in the country. So that got me hooked. And I got involved with the Austin Film Festival. And back in 2003, I met this really cool singer. And she's here with me today to tell my story of the most epic film festival party I've ever been to. Welcome, Sarah Sharp. Hey, Chucky. <laughs> so we met back in 2003. You were opening for the Austin Film Festival. You were singing at the opening party. So we meet. You meet also the producer and director of the film that we were developing, which was Drop Dead Sexy. Michael from Drop Dead Sexy was like, I need your help. And I ended up with a job as a music supervisor. That's awesome. And it was a lot because of you. I, I, I know you you introduced us. But I do remember you being involved and how integral you were and how amazing it was the music you brought to that film. I mean, the soundtrack is is amazing on that film. Yeah. And and then the, I, I think what was really cool was they wanted to use the girl from Ipanema mm -hmm. as a song, but the cost to use yeah. that song was ridiculous. Prohibitive. Prohibitive. And so they said, hey, Sarah, can you write something, compose something for the film, right? And so you did an amazing song. <laughs> Knocked it out. Yeah, it was kind of, I felt like I just got lucky, but I still play that song. It's actually still a song of which I'm proud. I'm I, Honestly, I when I heard all your music, I mm -hmm. always go back to that song because that's one of my favorites, regardless mm -hmm. of the fact it was in, in the film that I was involved in producing. Love that song, Blame It on the Night. That was our beginning, is being involved in Drop Dead Sex. And over the years, of course, you and I have gotten to be closer and closer friends. So we end up premiering Drop Dead Sexy at South by Southwest in 2005. And then we are selling the film. Our foreign sales agent was selling it to international distributors at the Cannes Film Festival, at the, what they call the market at Cannes. Mm -hmm. So from you and I hanging out at the Austin Film Festival, we got to know Shane Black, who is a significant figure at the Austin Film Festival. He's involved in it. He's there every year. I believe he's on the board. 
her advisor or something. But. Right. So he's the integral part of it. And for those who don't know, Shane Black, because a lot of people don't know the writers mm -hmm. behind films. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the beautiful things about the Austin Film Festival. It's a writer's film festival. It's a writer's conference. And so Shane's the guy who wrote all the Lethal Weapons. You know, one, two, three, four. He wrote A Long Kiss Goodnight. So Shane was actually directing his first film. And he was being backed by Warner Brothers, Joel Silver, who was the producer at Warner Brothers, who'd done a lot of the films that Shane had written. So Shane had directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer and Michelle with Michelle Monaghan. And so when I found out that Shane's film was premiering at the Cannes Film Festival, immediately I'm like, I got to get hold of Shane mm -hmm. and see about getting tickets to go to the premiere, go to the party, because I know... You know, the filmmakers, everyone gets a certain amount of tickets, and then there's usually a party associated. And so I had gotten hold of Shane, and I'm like, hey, man, congrats. I hear you're premiering your film at Cannes. It's like, listen, you know, I'd love to go to the premiere. I'd love to go to a party. And so he's like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'll get you tickets. I'm like, oh, by the way, Sarah, because he knew you, of course, is touring in Italy, and she's going to be showing up at Cannes. He's like, oh, yeah. So he got us both tickets. <laughs> so you show up. And we're at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm -hmm. So I had my tuxedo. You know, I've been to premieres before. You got to be black tie. You brought your nice black dress. I've been to several premieres, but this was probably one of the biggest ones I've been to. Mm -hmm. And it's at the Palais, which is the big venue. Huge red carpet. The oh, huge my God. Stairs. Massive red carpet. All those stairs leading up. I was a ballet dancer growing up, and I still was like, dear God, don't trip. You know, like that's a lot. That's a huge. That's a lot of eyes on you going up a lot of stairs. Well, and you look <laughs> and you look over, and there was a bank of photographers, Press. right? And you told me just look like you're famous because you look great, and so they're gonna try to figure out who you are. You know, just, just well, no. Like and I ran the over there. Remember? So you, you and I are walking up the stairs, but then I'm noticing they're shooting just tons of photos, uh -huh. and I'm like, I gotta tell them who she is. Uh -huh. So I run over there, and I'm like talking to the guys on the side. Hey, hey, that's Sarah Sharp. Make note, that's Sarah Sharp, a jazz singer from the U.S. Uh -huh. And so they were all like chotting your name down. And you but, totally coached me. You're like, rock this red carpet, girl. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And <laughs> you know, as we're getting to the red carpet, we had just seen walk in front of us. Like literally right in front of us. Natalie Portman. With her head shaved. Which was awesome. because it's that? when she did. Yeah, of course, because she, she did V for Vendetta, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite films ever. So we get into the premiere. We sit down. And I don't know if you remember, but I told you. After we sat down, I said, okay, Sarah, as soon as this is over, we got to haul butt out of here. To the party. Yes, because I've been to a lot of Cannes Film Festival parties and literally thousands of people show up. And it's a huge cluster and you got to be there quick because it's like, you know, they got to check everyone off the list. So we're watching the movie. Great movie. Had a blast. Film. It was a great film. And film's over and I'm like, let's go, let's go. So we haul butt and the instructions to the party say to go to the marina. Mm -hmm. So we get down to the marina and there's hardly anybody there. And I remember seeing the girl from Warner Brothers, who had gotten me the tickets. And so I went up to her and said, hey, how's it going? What's going on? She's like, oh, you guys just hang tight. We're going to board this boat. Yeah, we didn't even know the where party. the party we had was. no idea where the yeah. party was. I had no, no idea. clue. So I remember getting onto the little boat that's taking well, us so to the they, party. Yeah, they put us on a boat. Yeah, they put us on a boat at the marina. And do you remember the first person we saw? Kid Rock. He, the, per the person to hand me my first drink was Kid Rock. <laughs> 
So we get onto the boat and it takes us out. And sitting out in the middle of the harbor, the octopus, Paul Allen's private yacht, at the time was the world's largest private yacht, 414 feet. I mean, it I was. I grew up with my my dad had a forty foot sailboat that I I sailed on every weekend. <laughs> my dad had a yacht. It was sixty two foot, and mm-hmm. this thing like no no. Here's what was impressive, and I looked this up later. A sixty foot yacht actually parks inside of the back of that yacht. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has a submarine. Dock. We saw the submarine. Yes, we saw the submarine. They took it, us on a tour. It has two helipads. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Do you remember getting off the shuttle onto the boat? Yes. It's like you had to so, be so, barefoot. So it wasn't, it wasn't a boat. So there was a floating platform that it led us off on first. To remove our shoes. And they had little lockers on this floating mm-hmm. platform. And so we had to remove our shoes. We had to put away our cameras. We had to put away our phones. It was People, also really special that there was no photography because that's true. all the celebrities on board were yeah. able to just be themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But do you remember the person who wouldn't take their shoes off? Kid Rock refused to take his boots off. So And they wrapped us, they gave us, because it was colder out there in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> so they wrapped us each with like a shawl type blanket a really right. i actually kept that thing did you really years. i had yeah i had it forever i don't know what happened to it but they gave us each a thing around our shoulders when they when they helped us i felt like madonna in the material girl video because it was like four armed guards like kind of lifted me by my elbows and and i didn't even my feet didn't touch the ground you know as they wrapped this thing around my shoulders and put me onto the yacht that's so awesome <laughs> So we get up on the yacht mm-hmm. onto the octopus, mm-hmm. and the party starts on the top, top deck. They'd put like this cover over the pool so people could walk and dance over the pool. There was bars on each side of the pool. And I'll never forget, at one point, you waved me over because mm-hmm. you're hanging out with Kid Rock. And Paris Hilton. No, Paris wasn't hanging out with you. No, when I first got there, our first drink on the, the yacht, I was talking to Paris and Kid Rock, and she was wearing that gold lame, like yeah. practically spray painted on dress. And you know what? I was here's you want to know what I thought of her. I was really struck. I felt like a lot of the way she was portraying herself on purpose in the public right. at the time was all oh, it was like a Donald Trump thing. It was yeah. like a huge like being a caricature of herself for the sake of the the spectacle because. When I met her, she was totally cold down to earth. She had such social grace. I've, mm. I mean, she grew up with a really wealthy family. She only looked me in the eye. She had such social grace, and she was actually incredibly present. Wow! And drinking something with pineapple juice. I never ended up talking to her. What I recall is you called me over, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Hey, this is my friend that I came with." You're explaining this to Kid Rock, mm-hmm. and he and he's like, "This is Charles." And you introduce me. So I'm expecting, like, for him to be like, hey, nice to meet you. But he goes, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Bobby. Mm-hmm. I remember that. He called himself Bobby. And I was, like, blown away. Like, I was expecting to call him kid. I'm sorry. If this is going to be out there, like, he was a different person then. It was before the invasion of the body snatchers with all this crazy <laughs> stuff that's going on in our country and our media. He was, oh. a, he was a decent. Yeah. He behaved with decency yeah. and presence. Yeah. You know? 
And one of the other things I thought was really interesting is I started talking to some of the crew because I love the sail. I loved boats and everything. Kind of spent my life. And so I wanted to know a little bit about who was on this boat. Where they, Most of the crew was from Australia. I mean, just like super nice. And the Australian accents always get me. They're so, they're so nice. But anyway, so at one point, they tell us, okay, everybody go downstairs. You remember this? Mm-hmm. So we're going down those steps, and they had cleared out the helicopter hangar. So there's a hangar on the aft of the boat, the, you know, the backside of the boat, and they had completely cleared it out and put a stage in there mm-hmm. for a band. And so the next thing we know, a band comes out and starts playing. Here's what blew me away. Here's what completely blew me away. And, and this is something probably you see more of because you're in the music world. But here I am, like this band comes out, they're jamming music. And the next thing I know, Robert Downey Jr. jumps up on stage, grabs a mic, and starts singing. And this guy's got an amazing voice. He was a chameleon. I mean, if he, you know, he would sing like Robert Plant, he would sing like Sting, he, whatever song they were singing. I mean, he has an amazing he voice, sounded, right? Exactly. I mean, like that people. Person. Do not realize Robert Downey Jr. has this singing talent, right? No, I mean, I mean as good as anybody. So Robert Downey Jr. gets up there. He's singing. He's amazing. And at one point in the night, Robert Downey Jr. says to us, I've got a surprise for you guys. And the next thing we know, Hotel California is playing. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the guitar. And all of a sudden, this guy walks out. And it's Paul Allen mm-hmm. jamming lick for lick. Note for note. He played the note solos. for note. Exactly like the This recording. is a billionaire. This is a guy who started a software company. And the guy was, um, it blew me away. Mm-hmm. And, and what was cool was even, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and the people there respected, like, this He's guy playing. can seriously play. Mm-hmm. So that was an amazing treat. And later on in the night, I got I, to talk to him. About you got it. to talk to him. So we were talking about solos. We were talking about do you ever improvise? Like really, I, know, I was like, I noticed you played everything note for note, which is amazing. Like, so um, you and I got separated mm-hmm. throughout the party because there's so much going on. There's so many amazing people. Because mm-hmm. I remember finally like getting the courage up. Like I got to go talk to Paul Allen. I mean, we're on his yacht mm-hmm. now. Before I talked to Paul Allen. I had seen Joel Silver. And I don't know who that is. So Joel Silver is the man who produces all the major films at Warner Brothers. He produced Shane's films, Lethal Weapons. So he is a legendary producer in Hollywood. And so I'm like, oh my God, Joel Silver is here. I got to go talk to him. So I I decide like my conversation with Joel Silver is going to basically be trying to figure out how this whole party came about. So I walk up to Joel Silver. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you, Charles Costa, you know, independent filmmaker. And so I'm like, how did this happen? Is, is, is Paul Allen an investor in Warner Brothers? I thought there had to be some big corporate mm-hmm. involvement. He was just friends with Shane, right? Nope. No? So, the, so Joel Silver tells me, he's like, nope, doesn't have anything to do with Warner Brothers and Paul Allen's investments or anything like that. He's like, Robert Downey Jr. and Paul Allen met jamming in L.A. together. Mm-hmm. And that's how the whole thing it came was together. legit music happening that night. Legit music. Yeah, so music is what made this whole party happen. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with mega money and corporation, nothing. Mm-hmm. It was Paul Allen and Robert Downey Jr. 
love to jam together. So after I talked to Joel Silver and gotten that story, I finally, I'm like, I have to talk to Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, this guy's, it's his yacht, this party. So I finally walk up to him and say, Mr. Allen, pleasure to meet you. So I, I think it's amazing that you and Robert like know each other and this whole thing came together. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he was just the nicest guy. I mean, I had a short conversation. Obviously, you talked to him a lot Longer. more. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And so I was like, you know, I mean, I've met three billionaires in my life, and that was one of them. One of the things I remember, so back to the fact that K-Rock didn't take his boots off, at one point we were all standing together. I remember you, me, Kid Rock, a couple other people just hanging out in that back deck, and someone dropped their glass. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the glass shattered, and, of course, we're all freaking out because we have no shoes on. But Kid Rock didn't give a shit because he had his boots still on. I don't think um, Robert took his shoes off either because I remember they were strikingly purple, like Willy Wonka purple. That's funny. So, amazing party, meeting amazing people. I remember the night starts winding down. We go, it's like you, me, Shane. We're going into the, like, literally into the morning. The sun came up. The sun was starting to come up. Mm-hmm. And one of my little most memorable moments, I didn't talk to her. I remember Paris leaving. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember calling out to her. I was like, bye, Paris. Mm-hmm. And she li- turns back and he says, bye, sweetie. I'm like, Paris, hope they just call me sweetie. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Everything's winding down. All of a sudden, the sun's coming up. We've been on this yacht all night partying, having a blast, time of our lives. And I'll never forget, we finally like, okay, we got to go. And we start walking down to the platform, get our little shoes and everything out of the little locker that's on that platform. And the shuttle boat had left Mm -hmm. to head back to the marina. And so I turned to the guy on on the deck and I'm like, so when's the next shuttle? And he turns to me and he's like, oh, that was the last one. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa. The sun was... It was it was six in the morning. Yeah, it was slightly light now. Yeah, I don't remember that that was the last shuttle. I remember. Yeah, no, no, that's what he told me. Okay. (laughs) So he tells because you guys are all hanging out talking, and and the guy tells me that's the last shuttle, and I'm like, no, 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 no. because Shane had a interview. I think it was MTV or someone like that, Mm -hmm. and he had later that morning, and so I remember thinking. Oh my God, Shane can't get stuck here. So I, I turn to the guy and I'm like, no, you don't understand. The director of the film that this whole party's about mm-hmm. is here and he has to get back to land. He has an interview coming up. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, I like, freak him out and he gets on the radio and all of a sudden I see the boat turn around Aww. and it comes back to get us. Mm-hmm. And so it comes up, it gets us, we get to the marina and we're unloading. Shane's got to, you know, get going because he's got to get ready for his interview and everything. So we're getting off of the boat and there's this beautiful yacht parked in Marina. And these guys look over at us and they're like, where did you guys just come from? <laughs> and we point to the octopus and they're like, we were just partied on the octopus. And they're like, no way. And they're like, come have a drink with us. <laughs> and I remember Shane had to leave, but you, me, and a couple other people, we get onto this other yacht. Mm-hmm. In the marina. I do. And we keep partying. I don't think we quit partying until like 10 o'clock that morning. That still lasted longer than I did. I remember it was almost noon when I I went to sleep. (laughs) I went to sleep at noon the next day. I remember sleeping for 30 minutes on the deck 
of the boat where I was staying after that party. And then we had to get out because Tara, who was letting me stay on her boat, was taking her distribution meetings on her boat. <laughs> So she, it was literally like, I have a meeting in 30 minutes. Like, you get out of here. <laughs> I'm still in my dress. So that is the Chucky Classic Cannes Film Festival Yacht Party. And how awesome it was that one of my best friends, Sarah Sharp, was with me on that party. No, I mean, I mean, honestly. And, and you know what's so funny, Sarah? Obviously, we all experience things in life. We have amazing moments and things like that. And it's just so cool. And one of the things I was really excited about doing this episode is that I got to share this with a good friend of mine and that you were there. And you know what's funny is I think you and I have never really told this story together. No, never. So we're going to conclude this podcast with the song that brought us together. I'll probably sound like a baby that record was like in 04 i've sound i probably sound like i'm 13 i've not <laughs> listened to that record you're gonna get to hear a little bit of blame it on the night oh lord thanks sarah love you jackie love you too sarah tonight the air is magic on time and there is Just right Then if tomorrow